Hey, 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 it's your girl, Kizzy, with Conversations with Kizzy. It is that time, y'all. We are a few minutes early, but I wanted to go ahead and hop on and let you guys know that we are here, we are live, and we are getting ready to just dive in just for a few minutes about relationships, dating, single, um, what it means to be single, you know, are you practicing celibacy um, while you're dating and you know, until you find the right one who you want to be equally yoked with. So we're going to cover a few topics tonight, and I hope you guys enjoy it and meet us here again tomorrow night at 9 p.m. as we go further into detail. So the song that I'm playing tonight, it is David and Tamla Man, their new album called The Love Project, Us Against the World. And they have some pretty good songs on here, and I wanted to play this because they are definitely equally yoked. They are definitely walking together as one. They are serving God together and doing what God has called them to do, not only in ministry, but in their career as well. So I'm going to turn this down a little bit and just discuss a few things about dating um, and being single. And I can only speak from experience um, because I've, you know, had a a few relationships. um, And even when I was younger, the relationships, um, I wasn't taught um, on about celibacy. I wasn't taught about being equally yoked. I was not taught about Um, making sure that I'm waiting on God and waiting in God and serving in ministry. Because as Christians, I think we somewhat adapt to the world standard of dating. And we think that we are supposed to date one person and go full-fledged into a relationship and living together, um, which, you know, the mothers of the church call shacking, you know, and we are boyfriends husband privileges which you know God did not intend for us to do that but unless we're taught you know we don't know we you know we perish for a lack of knowledge just as the Bible says but once you begin to know better you know we are supposed to do better because we are expected you know God doesn't force us he gives you know us grace you know but it doesn't mean we abuse the grace because we walk in grace and we live in grace we're in the dispensation of grace it doesn't mean we you know just go ahead and allow men to you know test drive us like we are you know a new car and if they don't like us then they bring us back and 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 test drive another car you know because then you get into soul ties and soul ties are so serious soul ties are so hard to break Soul ties will keep you in relationships that are not meant for you longer than you were supposed to be in. And a lot of times what we fail to realize is on an everyday basis, they're not necessarily for us today. A lot of times it's an assignment from the Lord. A lot of times it's a test. You know, a lot of times it could be a distraction. It could be temptation. It could be, you know, someone to come and throw you off track of what, you know, God has called you to do which has happened to me a lot of times because, you know, when you're one foot in and one foot out and you're not fasting and not prayed up and you're not, you know, serving in ministry and in your calling and in your purpose, then you're easily distracted and easily strayed. Um, and it's so serious. Soul ties are so serious. And when you begin to go through deliverance to, you know, rid yourself of the soul tie, to sever the soul tie so you can move forward and then begin to walk in your calling, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, true deliverance 
you know doesn't may not come all at once it may and it may not it just depends on what you've tied yourself into in the spirit realm and so that's why it's so important to practice celibacy and to ask God to give you spiritual stamina and spiritual strength and to make your flesh come under subjection unto the Holy Ghost so that you can walk in the spirit and hear God and not in your flesh and be overcome by the temptation but God always gives us a way of escape but a lot of times and I can step on my own toes here we ignore the red flags and the warning signs and the whistles and the bells because you know we're looking with our natural eye and we're not looking with the spiritual eye and we can have all these signs and bells and whistles going off all around us and the Holy Ghost is telling us and unctioning us not to proceed with this relationship or not to go out on this date not to go out to dinner or to the movies with this person male or female I'm talking to the men and the women, but yet because maybe we're in a state of loneliness or because of what we've been through in our past and our childhood, maybe suffering from, you know, rape molestation, maybe, you know, have maybe we're suffering from rejection and abandonment issues or we're just looking for love in all the wrong places because daddy wasn't there or because, you know, somebody else may have, you know, just not been there for us or we're just lonely or the flesh is just rising up and you in heat. And you want to have sex, but it's not necessarily meant for you to go ahead and do that. So what you need to do is to stay prayed up. Stay prayed up. Fast. Consecrate yourself before the Lord. Seek the face of God at all times. Because indeed, when you begin to walk in the calling and the purpose that God has placed on your life, you know, the enemy is coming. The devil is coming to tempt you in every way he can. But he's coming with what? your greatest weakness is because that's where your father quickest and the easiest. So if you're not bringing your flesh under subjection to the Holy spirit, you're going to most definitely give in to the flesh because there's no good thing in the flesh. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak and we're human. So we can't allow ourselves to get into these predicaments or these situations or atmospheres where we know we are weak and yet we tend to play with fire knowing that we're going to get burned. It's just like our mothers used to tell us, you know, you know, stay away from the stove, you know, while she's cooking or you're going to get burned. And because we're hard headed and, you know, we keep going in the kitchen. Eventually, we're going to try to taste the food that she's cooking and put ourselves in harm's way and burn ourselves because she already told us to stay out of the kitchen, stay away from the stove or you're going to get burnt because it's hot. But yet we were disobedient or we had to just see for ourselves, is it really hot? And that's how it is, you know, dealing with your flesh. Your flesh is always going to want, you know, what feels good, that microwave, quote unquote, blessing. But it's not really a blessing. It's going to end up being a lesson and it's going to end up being, you know, another heartbreak or another you know, relationship where you've wasted six months to a year or a year to three years on someone who has no business in your life, who you never should have given a chance to. Or it may have been someone that, you know, you were supposed to minister to or witness to and leave it at that or just invite them to church and leave it at that or just give them, you know, a word of encouragement and leave it at that or just a hey bye and keep it pushing, you know, because everyone that you meet, they're not your soulmate. God doesn't assign you a thousand soulmates. God doesn't assign you 
20 husbands. God doesn't assign you 50 wives. Like, that's just not biblical. He created Adam and Eve. So he created husband and wife, not husband and wives or not wives and husbands. Like, you know, you have to be prayed up. You have to consecrate yourself before the Lord. You have to renew your mind because when you enter into a relationship and you're dating someone, and you've decided, you know, that this is the person that I'm going to date. This is the person that I'm going to, you know, seek the face of God about. If he is the one for you or if she is the one for you, God has already given the man, you know, the confirmation that you're the one. Because the Bible declares when a man finds a wife, not when we as women find a wife, we're not supposed to be out here looking. You know, we're supposed to be you know, serving God, living for God, carrying ourselves, you know, as a wife in waiting, you know, and when God sends the husband, it'll, it should register in your spirit, whether or not they're for you or not for you. And sometimes it can get hard. It can get lonely, you know, but make sure that you have friends, family, you know, that you can visit or call up, um, Take yourself out to eat. Take yourself to the movies um, or go visit, you know, your adult children, you know, if you have them um, and just occupy your time. Read, pray, um, you know, try new recipes. You know, you're a wife in waiting, so you should be, you know, at least knowing how to cook at least, you know, seven good dishes, you know, and so you can be able to, you know, minister to him even in you know, cooking and making sure the home is well taken care of. You know, I remember listening to Juanita Bynum before she got married. She did the um, sermon, No More Sheets. And I encourage everyone to watch that. Also watch, um, oh my goodness, what is the name of the movie? One Night with the King. And it is about Esther. Um, I encourage you to watch that. And it's on YouTube. But um, the one Juanita Bynum preached No More Sheets. And she was talking about soul ties and just ridding yourself of soul ties and serving God and, you know, flowing in your ministry. But she said that um, when God began to deal with her and prepare her to be uh, married, God had her going to like um, a place like Sam's and buying everything in bulk, like soap, um, toilet tissue, paper towels, um, making sure the house was clean, cleaning supplies, um, laundry detergent, everything in bulk. So, you know, whenever she did get married, she had a basement full of you know, toiletries and household items. So, you know, if the husband ever needed anything of that nature, she could just, you know, make sure it's already fully stocked in the house and she doesn't have to leave out and be like, oh, bae, I got to run to the store, you know, and he's in the tub and he needs soap or he's, you know, using a restroom and there's no tissue. So this is the time for us single women, you know, to just continue to prepare ourselves, you know, to be a wife and to have our mental state, you know, stable and at peace, to have our, our heart pure and clean and to just rid ourselves from past relationships, past hurt, you know, because when you're, you know, single, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing, serving God, serving in ministry, flowing in our calling, you know, making sure that our savings is good, making sure that our credit is good, you know, somewhat to the best of your ability, um, because, 
you want to be a help meet, you know, you want to be a help mate to your spouse. Um, and you're not dating just to be dating. You're not dating just, you know, to go to bed with somebody, you know, we're dating on purpose. You know, we've done enough of the foolish things, you know, before, before Christ and sometimes during Christ, you know, I can raise my hand on that one. But, you know, going forward, we're, we're supposed to be dating on purpose. We're supposed to be, you know, working towards marriage, not just, oh, this is just my boyfriend. Because I know for me, being the age that I am, you know, and I have an adult son and a grandbaby, I'm not looking to be walking around talking about, oh, this is my boyfriend. You know, no, I want to be able to say this is my husband one day. You know, I'm not dating you just for you to for you to run a, a test and see you know, if it's a trial and error thing, no, we're dating on purpose. If if you're not on the same page as me, then it'll never work because we definitely have to be equally yoked. You know, how can light dwell with darkness? It can't, you know, it's either going to be fully dark or fully light. And I would rather, you know, be walking in the light because we are the salt of the earth. We need to be able to minister to these people. But if we can't be on one accord and be equally yoked and minister to one another, then how can we minister to someone else as a godly couple? So when you're dating and you are single, even if you're in a relationship, you're still single because you're not married. You know, the Bible doesn't talk about dating. The Bible clearly says husband and wife, you know, when they took her or when they came unto her or, you know, when they, you know, even when you go to court, you know, the actual was the marriage consummated, you know, because sex is meant for marriage, you know, because the two become one and the bed is under the marriage bed is undefiled. So you want to make sure, you know, number one, that you're dating on purpose and that you are dating towards marriage and not just dating. So in, in even when you're single, you're um, in a relationship or you're dating, you're still single. So you're not obligated um, or committed to this one person. And it doesn't mean you're having sex with everyone because the thing is single and celibate. You want to be single and celibate, especially women, because we tend to operate out of emotions. But I can, I know for me, I can speak for myself, dating and being single or just single and not dating anyone and being celibate has cleared me from a lot of mistakes. I've been able to think more clearly I've been able to think with my head and not my heart. And I've been able to discern with all wisdom who's for me and who's not. And I even lost a relationship that I was in because he clearly just told me, I'm not trying to be celibate. I'm not where you are in Christ. I'm not trying to live for God. And I had to make a decision. And I chose God because I know with God, I cannot fail with God. He will never let me down. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And he will send someone And as hard as it was for me to walk away because I really cared about this person. I had to do what was best for me in God's relationship, because when you think about it, God is the one who wakes me up every day. God is the one who gave his only begotten son for me. God is the one who gives me grace and mercy. God is the one who's sovereign towards me. God is the one who covers me and my family. God is the one who wakes up, makes a way out of no way. God is the one who answers my prayers. God is the one who sets me up for divine connections, kingdom connections, to be able to prosper and go forth in my career. God is the one who created heaven and earth, you know, but man can walk away at any given time. And if he's not willing 
to go forward in marriage but be equally yoked is the thing he's not ready to live for god then we definitely cannot go any further and these are the things that you have to find out in the beginning before you even say okay is he worth dating the first thing we should ask is do you have a relationship with god and are you saved what do you believe in who is your covering what ministry are you attached to and then if it goes further than that and everything is checked off and it's yes and amen you want to make sure that you're still celibate because it helps you to not operate in your emotions but you are using wisdom you are using your head and you are discerning things along with the holy ghost that is first and foremost when it comes to men and i've seen it in ministry and out of ministry they can sleep with a woman have sex with a woman date you and still not marry you and go on and marry somebody else who is saved celibate and sold out for jesus and not playing about their relationship with christ you cannot be easy men love the chase they love the chase they love what they cannot conquer but if it's easy they're going to think you easy for everybody else or how many other men have you been this easy for or you're playing with your relationship with Christ you're not serious about God and then that is another hurt that you're going to have to get over another soul tie you're going to have to get delivered from and it's just not worth it so that about sums it up about dating you know being single being in a relationship you know pursuing marriage you know dating on purpose um we will resume tomorrow at the same time 9 p.m i was a little early today um it's our first night and i was a little excited so i got on a little early and um and here we are but tomorrow night it will definitely be 9 p.m sharp and I pray and hope you guys have enjoyed this segment and meet us back here tomorrow night, 9 p.m. sharp for conversations with Kizzy. You all have a wonderful and blessed evening. And I am so grateful that you guys tuned in. It is such a blessing to be able to have this platform and use it for the glory of God. And I'm so excited um, about the future of conversations with Kizzy. I know God is going to do great things and we're going to go forward until we are on somebody's radio station, honey, doing interviews. Because that's the will of the Lord to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So meet us back here tomorrow night. Conversations with Kizzy. God bless.